What's up, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk About as we celebrate a brand new day in America. As of January 20th, 2021, we have inaugurated a new president and the first female vice president, the first black vice president, and the first Asian American vice president. That's a lot of firsts right there. But of course, it was a great, great day that day. I remember just like watching and also listening to the inauguration. And it's just so surreal that two weeks prior to that, there was an insurrection on the at the U.S. Capitol where the uh, inauguration was held. So that is just crazy to think that something that happened prior to this incredible event where basically supporters of the former administration basically uh, kind of took over the Capitol and tried to stop the counting of the votes for uh, President Biden and Vice President Harris. It's crazy to think that two weeks after that happened, we inaugurated our 46th president and our first female vice president. It's just crazy to think that happened. And it's just crazy how that really kind of changed literally in the in the course of just two weeks. But of course, we're not going to deal with that. But we're going to deal with the pomp and circumstance of the inauguration. Of course, it was a traditional inauguration. Well, sort of. Of course, due to COVID-19, there was no large audience. Instead, people were mostly watching from home. Uh, there was still an audience of people, mostly, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was Congress people, it was family members, and of course, uh, former presidents, first ladies, and of course, the performers. So, of course, the only person, the only per- president that wasn't there, actually, there was two that wasn't there, uh, was, of course, the former guy in the White House, the one that just left, and Jimmy Carter, who, of course, is the oldest living president. But it made sense that he would not attend because of COVID and that he is in that higher uh, age range. But let's talk about this inauguration. Of course, Kamala Harris becoming the very first female vice president, the first black vice president, and the first Asian American vice president is amazing. But what's also equally amazing is that Sonia Sotomayor, who was the first uh, Latin person to be a justice, swore her in, which I think that was the most amazing part of everything. <laughs> so kind of going from there, let's talk about kind of the performances. Lady Gaga did a, I would say she did a pretty solid job with the Star Spangled Banner. it was basically a simple rendition of that. I thought she did a solid job with it. And we're going to talk her fashion in a little bit. But first, let's just move on. Let's talk about Jennifer Lopez. She did This Land is Your Land and America the Beautiful.
I thought it was beautiful. I honestly thought it was beautifully sung. I thought it was the best I've ever heard J Lo sound, and I love the little Spanish that she put in near the end of the performance where she did. I think it was the last verse of the Pledge of Allegiance in Spanish, and she also did a little bit of Let's Get Loud. Which I thought was kind of appropriate, which is really strange. I was like, "Huh?" She incorporated a, a song from her first album into uh, into "America the Beautiful" and "This Land Is Your Land." I did not think it would would have worked, but it worked pretty well. And because it sounded more like a call to action rather than just like, "I'm just gonna sing, let's get loud" for whatever reason, but I thought it worked so well. It was really cool. It was such a nice moment, I will say. I was like, well done, J-Lo. Well done. And Garth Brooks did a pretty great job with Amazing Grace. I love that he told everyone, sing along with us. Sing along to the song. And I thought he did such a great job with that. It was so uh, nice to see that. And it was and such a nice moment overall. Not just the people here, but the people at home. And work as one united. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but, now but let's talk about the person who stole the show from the president and the vice president, and that is Amanda Gorman. She was the youngest National Poet Laureate, and she performed a piece titled The Hill We Climb. It's true that even as we grieved, we grew, that even as we hurt, we hoped, that even as we tired, we tried, that we'll forever be tied together, victorious, not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to So I listened uh, to the inauguration, so I didn't really get to see her really do her thing in person. It wasn't until after I got home, I watched the um, the thing, and it was just like, wow. She blew me away. I love the hand gestures and everything. That, to me, was like the best part of the whole inauguration. I was enamored by her speech. I was literally just sitting there mesmerized. And I'm just excited to see what she does in her future. I am excited to see really what her next step is going to be. Because I am super excited for her. And I'm super excited just to really see what she does. And yeah, I mean, that was just the most incredible moment. And so apparently from what I've read is that she actually also had like some speech issues, which from watching her do that at the inauguration, you couldn't really tell. And I have to say to her, brava. 
I cannot wait. Again, as I said, I cannot wait to see what she does next. I cannot wait to see really her future, which honestly is going to go up from here. All right. So, of course, we cannot have an inauguration without the president speaking. I mean, this is the moment the president has been kind of working up to. And his and and in his first speech to the nation, I thought he did a great job with it. I felt like it was a message we needed to hear. It was a speech we needed to hear. Um, honestly, I cannot wait to see really where he goes with this. I hope that we do get to be more unified, that we kind of find a way to heal the, this, the divide that's in this country right now. And I think he can do it. And I hope the best for the president and the vice president and the administration because they literally have a really tough mountain to climb. But I think they can do it. And I think just hearing him talk, I can tell that he is literally going to get down to business. So, of course, following the inauguration was the parade. Now, traditionally, it will be full of people. But, of course, this is COVID times, and there was not that many people. So, it was news reporters that literally kind of was all over the parade route. So, instead, they went with an all-virtual parade called Parade Across America, which featured all of these incredible people and performances from around the country. And I love that. I love that they found a way to incorporate everyday Americans, to incorporate performers, to incorporate people into a celebration of what of the inauguration. And it's just so beautiful to see that. Because honestly, not only is this a day of celebration for the president and the vice president and everyone in Washington, but it's also a celebration for America because it's kind of a new day. It's the start of a brand new chapter in American history. So I love that they found a way to celebrate everybody, every single person, every single state, every single territory, and I loved every minute of it. And of course, besides that, they also featured major performances from Andra Day with inspirational figure skater Caitlin Saunders, who did an incredible routine at the Black Lives Matter mural in Hollywood. Andra did Rise Up, which honestly is the most appropriate song, I think, for this time, for the time that we're currently living in. And I was just really taken aback by the figure skating. That was my favorite part of that performance. Uh, DJ Cassidy, he brought his Pass the Mic series to the inauguration, which featured Earth, Wind, and Fire, as well as Niall Rogers and Kathy Sledge. Let's come together now. We 
really fun. It was really cool. It was like kind of like a party. It was like a party vibe right there. It was like the after party. It was like the it was like the after party where you had these incredible legends perform these incredible songs. And it was like such a nice way to cap off the parade. The parade also featured a reunion of the new radicals performing You Get What You Give for the first time in over 20 years. That is unbelievable. That is just amazing that they were able to do that. Now, the reason for this reunion, I think if I'm not mistaken, the front the front man of the New Radicals said that if Biden gets elected, they'll reunite and perform. And apparently, this song was used by the vice president during her 2020 campaign rallies and was also referred to Joe Biden in his autobiography, as his family's rallying theme song during his late son's Bo's terminal battle with cancer, which is just incredible to hear. Also equally sad to hear. But the performance was amazing. I thought the New Radicals honestly sounded the same as they did 20 plus years ago. And it was such a cool thing for them to do. It's kind of like a cool full circle moment I think there because of what that song means to both the president and the vice president. So let's talk about inauguration fashion shall we? Who would have guessed four years ago that we would be able to talk about something fun when it comes to politics? What a day, what a year we're living in. This is crazy that we are able to have fun with politics again. Yay. So of course purple was literally the color for many that day now for a lot of people purple kind of stands for unity because the republicans red democrats blue what do you get when you combine red and blue together you get purple so it made sense for a lot of them to wear purple that day because of that symbolism of unity coming together working together bipartisanism all of that and I love that they did that kind of to show like hey we are the administration of unity we're the administration of trying to heal that divided nation and yeah I mean Vice President Kamala Harris she looked amazing in a purple coat and dress by Christopher John Rogers a black designer she looked amazing now according to CNN's Abby Phillips Kamala often wore the color in her own presidential campaign as a nod to Shirley Chisholm, who was the first black woman to run for president in 1972 and the first black woman elected to the U.S. Congress. I love that. I love that they went that way, kind of as a nod to those who came before. And I thought she looked amazing. I thought she looked really beautiful, really regal. And... um. I love that she, and also I love that she went with a dress. She didn't go for a pantsuit, which, if you notice a lot, especially when she was on the campaign trail and everything, she did wear pantsuits. So I love that she went with a different look for the inauguration. Now, former First Lady Michelle Obama, she looked amazing in a burgundy coat, turtleneck, and wide legged trousers with a clinched 
gold belt by black designer Sergio Hudson. She looked amazing. She looked really beautiful. I mean, Michelle honestly can never do any wrong when it comes to fashion. I thought she looked beautiful. She looked great. I love the, the whole ensemble. It was perfect. All right, so moving on, let's talk about former Senator, Secretary of State, Presidential Candidate, and former First Lady Hillary Clinton, who wore a purple Ralph Lauren pantsuit and matching scarf with a deep maroon coat. Now, the pantsuit was a nod to the Ralph Lauren pantsuit she wore to deliver her concession speech in 2016. And I thought she looked nice. I mean, she, of course, it's basically kind of everything that she always usually wears anyway, so it is what it is, right? Also, apparently Mike Pence, he actually wore a purple tie. Now, normally he doesn't wear a purple tie. I think he usually wears like a blue tie. So that's also kind of an interesting thing to note as well. Also, shout out to him for actually showing up to the inauguration, unlike the other guy. (laughs) Moving on. Well, there were other colors also at the inauguration. Former First Lady Laura Bush uh, opted for a robin egg blue coat and a dark gray dress with a pair of black loafers. And First Lady Dr. Joe Biden, who wore a turquoise look from Markarian, which consisted of a overcoat dress and matching mask. I thought they also looked great as well. I thought everyone honestly looked great for the day. Of course, there is more fashion to be talked about when it comes to the inauguration. Let's talk about Kamala Harris's stepdaughter, Ella Emhoff, an up-and-coming fashion designer. By the way, she is in her senior year at Parsons, for those who don't know. She wore a Miu Miu tweeted coat embellished with yellow crystal beading and a white lace collar and a purple Batsheva brand dress. She looked amazing. I mean, even one person on Twitter literally crowned her, and I quote, the first daughter of Bushwick which is the hipster neighborhood in Brooklyn. And, I mean, there's nothing more I can say about that, right? Uh, but moving on, let's talk about another member in Kamala's family. Her niece's husband, Nicholas, Mina Harris's husband, Nicholas, wore Air Jordan 1 Dior's to the inauguration. Who would ever have guessed we would ever see sneakers at the inauguration. That that had to have been incredible. And I'm not going to lie. He looked amazing with those sneakers. Uh, apparently, he literally flew to D.C. with those sneakers and the box in his own luggage. That is incredible. Now, these shoes actually retail. Are you ready for this? For $2,000. And they're reselling for up to $10,000. They cost at least more or about some of the designer shoes. And I have to say, I love that look. I love that he basically was representing himself. He was being him, his person, his who he truly is. And I love seeing that. And I hope we get to see more of that, especially in the future when it comes to not only the inauguration, but everything else when it comes to government, when it comes to all these events where we are seeing people buttoned up and then we get to see a little bit of their personalities kind of shown and I loved it it was such a great look it represented who he was as a person and honestly I loved it I love that we got to see something completely different at the inauguration so let's talk about some of the celebrities that were at that inauguration let's talk about 
Lady Gaga. She wore a custom Cipperelli look. It was a navy wool structure fitted jacket and red silk ball gown. She also had a dove, if I'm not mistaken. That was like the pin. A lot of people were split on this look. I found it kind of interesting. It was definitely Hunger Games-esque. But I thought she looked really nice. She looked really kind of fun, I will say. Um, honestly, I thought it was a kind of an interesting look. That it really is the word to kind of describe that look. The other performer, Jennifer Lopez, she opted for a all-white Chanel ensemble. And she looked really beautiful as well. It was a nice look. It was definitely compared to Gaga, a little bit more conservative. I thought it was simple. It was nice. And it was really elegant. So let's talk about Amanda Gorman's look. She wore a beautiful yellow uh, coat. And did you guys know this? Oprah Winfrey got her her jewelry. That was kind of interesting to know. Um, if you also notice that her ring was a caged bird, it's an ode to Maya Angelou's autobiography. I knew I knew why the caged bird sings, and also Maya was if I'm not mistaken, she was the poet for Bill Clinton. So that's kind of interesting, and it's kind of a nice uh, ode to that. But let's talk about the moment that literally broke the internet, shall we? And I am talking about Bernie Sanders' mittens. And the way he was sitting. Honestly, if you were on social media literally the days following, there were so many memes of him being put into shows, into movies, into really just random situations. And it's hilarious. It's like he was sitting with the Golden Girls. He was sitting on the Game of Thrones throne. He was... um. What else was there? I'm trying to remember the top of my head right now. He was basically in everything you could think of. And it's just so hilarious that that mitten, that look, and also I think it was just the way he was sitting. It literally caught everyone's attention and made everyone feel the burn again. And it's really cool. It was really funny. And I think it was such a great moment for everyone too. And for those who want to know... The mittens were made by a school teacher in Vermont from repurposed woolen jumpers and recycled plastic bottles. So we're going to talk more about this inauguration celebration. We're going to talk about the uh, special that aired that night. But first, before we go to the celebration, let's say goodbye to the previous administration. That's what Late Night had to do the night before the inauguration. And boy, did they have fun doing that. And I'm going to highlight two moments that I kind of, that stood out to me. Of course, as you know, many of the late nights gave a monologue saying, peace out to this, to the former administration. But two of them did something really fun. So a late show with Stephen Colbert had Laura Benanti reprise her role as former first lady Melania Trump for one final time on the show. She performed a song about all the things she looked forward to doing after she and her husband handed over the keys to the White House, set to the tune of Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Take a little listen. Here I am, it is your Melania. I'm all yours, lovely and vicey. In New York, with all my New Yorkers, who can't wait to say? You suck. Where am I? Ah. You suck. Such 
colorful characters with their local expressions. I'm walking here. Forget about what. So I thought it was funny. It was a great send up. Uh, or she's not even a send up, a send off to that character and to Laura for playing that role for four years. I, I loved how it's basically like even New Yorkers hate Melania. I just found that hilarious, but also kind of true. Because honestly, she is kind of complicit in everything that her husband did for four years. So, not to be outdone by Colbert, James Corden did a nice parody saying goodbye to the, the former administration of, on the Late Late Show. So on the Late Late Show, Corden said goodbye with a parody of the song One Day More from Les Mis. And it was amazing it was funny and it literally worked so well take a listen This was so much fun to watch. It was so much, it was like really cool. I think Corden represented so many of us where we're like, we're done with that administration. We're done with everything that he did for four years. That like, there was only one more day at that point. Like that one last day. And like tomorrow is like, hallelujah. And that's really what that performance felt like. It was just like a great way to say peace goodbye we're done and i love the ending where he had him playing in the background and he did literally just turn off the television because honestly january 20th at noon we didn't care anymore we did not need to hear from him anymore and then that's what i loved about that one day more send off but also the incredible people who performed with Corden were all actors that Diddley Miz at some point and I think Patty Lapone was in it and she played like this anti-masker and it's just a whole bunch of craziness and also if you're like into theater you're gonna love it even more and if you just want to see something fun definitely check it out all right so now let's talk about celebrating America it was a 90 minute special that aired on network television that aired on cable that aired on on YouTube that kind of aired basically everywhere if you think about it. It was a special that showcased the American people's resilience, heroism, and unified commitment to coming together as a nation to heal and rebuild. So the special was hosted by Tom Hanks, who honestly, every time I saw him on camera, I was like wondering why no one got him a coat. Like seriously, did no one think after the first break, like, all right, uh, let's get Tom Hanks a coat, please. Like, did no one really think that through? Like, come on. Nevertheless, I thought he did a great job as host. So the special featured performances from not only DC, it also featured performances from across the country. And it also featured some cool moments where it highlighted everyday Americans, essential workers who basically worked tirelessly throughout the pandemic, and Americans who'd done their part to help during the pandemic. And I, those were my favorite moments. It wasn't just the performances, but like seeing how we as Americans kind of came together or worked together 
during this pandemic and I loved it and I think that was a cool thing to highlight and yeah so there were some great performances but before I get to the performances there was this cool thing that they did following Springsteen's performance it was a segment featuring various people reading notable parts of previous inauguration speeches and it was Lincoln it was Roosevelt's speech it was Kennedy and it was also Reagan's speech so it was kind of an interesting thing to choose from each of them and a lot of them were really well-known iconic inaugural speeches and everyone knows about them but there was one moment in particular that I had to kind of double check on it was 13 a 13 year old boy his name is Brayden Harrington he was a boy who basically stuttered and he met Joe Biden and they kind of developed this bond and he was amazing I thought he did such a great job with that he did uh if I'm not saying he did JFK's inaugural speech and it's just so amazing to see that and then remember him when he talks to Biden and then the interviews following it that he had that stutter and that he basically practiced and learned how to basically overcome that and it was just so amazing to see because when I when you saw that moment on the special you couldn't even tell he had a stutter and it was just so amazing. Now, the other speakers were Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dolores Herta, who is a labor and civil rights leader, and Kim Ng, who is the first woman MLB general manager. So kind of an eclectic group of readers for the inauguration speeches. Now, let's talk about the performances, shall we? So these performances were kind of really cool, and they were all over the place. They were in dc as i said and they were also in memphis in miami in la in new york and the song choices were so important so if you look at the song list from that night and the order it goes in it was like a way of celebrating it was like more about celebration and celebrating and coming together and that was really what these songs were about so bruce springsteen opened with land of hopes and dreams and i thought it was a solid performance i thought it was really cool. I thought it was really nice. It was a smart opening number, I would say. And we'll leave the rest Well, big wheels roll Through fields where sunlight streams Oh, meet me In a land of hope and dreams and then John Bon Jovi did Here Come the Sun in Miami. And literally, as he was performing, you could see the sun literally coming out of the sky. You cannot write that. And I thought that was cool, too. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I say, it's all right. Ann Clemens and Justin Timberlake performed Better Days in Memphis, Tennessee. I have to say, that song is actually... A bop. I love that song. I thought that performance was great. 
Um, it made me really want to listen to that song over and over again. Um, the Black Pumas did their song Colors, which I never heard of the Black Pumas until like that moment. And I thought it was a great performance as well. Um, Foo Fighters did Times Like These from, if I'm not saying they did it from Seattle. And I love the dedication prior where Dave Grohl basically gave a shout out to all the teachers, which was really a cool moment. And I thought it was a really great performance. It was really cool. It was really nice. Um, moving on, shall we? Uh, over 30 Broadway stars came together to perform Seasons of Love from Rent and Let the Sunshine In from Hair. And I will say this. Um, I didn't see the performance live because I was watching it on broadcast television. So I didn't get to see that specific performance. But I saw it later in the night online. And... I will say this because I, I love theater and I really miss it. I started tearing up. I goddamn don't know why, but I started tearing up and also started singing along with them. song choice mashing up seasons of love from rent and let the sunshine in from hair i thought it was a great performance i thought using both songs like that was so well i never would have ever thought of a mashup between those two songs would ever work but here it is it works so well and it was just really an amazing performance moving on john legend performed the iconic feeling good from nina simone giving a kind of a nice pop beat to it. And honestly, this was literally how I think everyone was feeling that day. Everyone was feeling good because there's a new president, there's a new vice president, there's a new administration, and that everything is hopefully going to work and that we're going to get things done. And I think that's really how we were all were feeling. We were feeling, we were feeling good. We were feeling it. And I thought John Legend killed it. I thought it was a great performance. He did it from DC. It was just amazing. Stars, when you shine, you know how I feel. Scent of the pine, you know how I feel. Oh, freedom is mine. I know how I feel. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new
Alright, so moving on, DJ Cassidy also brought the Pass the Mic uh, segment to the Celebrating America uh, special, which actually this one also aired, if I'm not mistaken, also online. Uh, for this one, he brought over Azuna and Luis Fonzi doing Taki Taki and Despacito, which was kind of cool as well. And then it kind of brought in that Latin flavor into the show. And then kind of moving on, Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line, they did their new single, Undivided, from Nashville, Tennessee, which kind of represents kind of what Biden wants to do. Kind of represents that he wants to not divide, but kind of unite this divided nation. And I feel like that's really what Tim and Tyler's new song kind of represents as well. And I thought it was a great performance. And it was also a pretty good song, too. I think it's time to come So before I talk about the last performances of the special, I want to talk about this incredible moment between three former presidents, Barack Obama, George Bush, and Bill Clinton. So this was, if I'm not mistaken, was taped earlier in the day, and it featured them literally talking about unity, talking about working together and all that. And it was just such an amazing moment. It's such a powerful moment. because something that we honestly needed to see. And... I thought that was kind of an incredible moment. It was just an, a powerful moment, I feel like. And it was really, really cool. Now, kind of going back to the performances, I don't know what kind of segue this was, uh, but Demi Lovato performed the Bill Withers classic Lovely Day from Los Angeles, and she has some help from some incredible healthcare workers as well as some celebrities in that performance. <laughs> She killed it. Her incredible vocals, of course, are always tip-top. And I have to say this. Her new look was really surprising. I was like, who is that? And then I remember they said, oh, it's Demi Lovato. And she really looked amazing. But her vocals, of course, always tip-top, beautiful, and great song choice. And the special ended with an incredible firework display. And it was also led by Katy Perry performing her hit, Firework. How appropriate, right? I thought Katie did an incredible job vocally. I thought she sounded amazing. And the firework display looked awesome as well. What's incredible is that they had to shrink it down from, I think it was seven minutes 
to like four or five minutes. So that's why like everything at the end was like, all right, we're just going to have to let everything go out. Like, bam, 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 bam. And it was like, wow. And it looked amazing though, too. And I have to say this, Joe Biden's grandson stole the night for me, especially during Demi's performance. He was so adorable and like, just moving his arm, just like dancing to the, the beat. And it was like, that was like, it was too cute. But kind of going back to Firework though, it was such a great way to kind of cap off a night and cap off a day of celebration. And then now we have to look forward to really what this administration does and what they're going to do in the future. And that I cannot wait to see. I cannot wait to see really what they do. And I know they started working literally that day. But honestly, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen, especially how they're going to deal with COVID, how they're going to deal with this divided nation. I am looking forward to seeing what President Biden does and what Vice President Harris is going to do. I cannot wait to see, and I'm wishing them nothing but the best of luck in running this country. I'm rooting for you. More than half this country is rooting for you. And we cannot wait to see what you guys do. And that does it for this. Let's talk about until next time, everyone stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands and keep talking.